I know my story is like so many of you out there, but Dr. Kylie is the first doctor in over 12 years of being sick with Epstein-Barr virus, along a host of other issues, to really dig deep and not charge an arm and a leg for her services. How many doctors look at your blood work and go over it? And I mean, like, really explain what is going on. I get emotional, and it's been a long time since I have felt emotional, because I'm just so shut down. But I'm telling you, don't walk. Run to this young woman before you spend another dime at any other doctors, and that includes functional medicine doctors. I've seen my fair share of them too. I'm just beyond thrilled to have found Dr. Kylie. I want to thank her from the bottom of my heart. Tammy. Say yes to yourself and come join us in the 21-day Permission to Heal Boot Camp that's right for you. You can find them and pick it, join us, inside the website at drkylieburton.com. Let's celebrate your success next. Practitioners, we are forming an army. Come join inside and let's start changing the world together. Beyond the Diagnosis Mastermind is for you. Doors close September 6th. You can learn everything about it and join us at btdmastermind.com. That's btdmastermind.com. And I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. As a mom, we're all concerned about our kids and helping them be successful. Whether we like it or not, a new school year is approaching. So I want to dive into 10 ways to boost your child's success this school year, whether it be food, the environment, and much more. So again, 10 ways to boost your child's success this school year. Here we go. Number one, breakfast is non-negotiable. Give them protein for breakfast, And don't let them leave home without eating. As we all know, the most popular child-marketed commercial breakfast cereals are inferior in quality and nutrition. But even the fruit juice on the table adds to the problem. Commercial apple juice contains the same amount of sugar as a can of Coke, 10 teaspoons. 12 ounces of orange juice contains 8 teaspoons of sugar. All of this contributing to the average of 22 teaspoons of purely added sugar consumed by Americans every day and 18 and a half teaspoons of added sugar consumed by British teens daily and 15 teaspoons by children ages 4 to 10. So yes, they are not allowed to leave the house without eating breakfast, but make it a breakfast that's going to set them up for success. And I'll tell you a story of literally what happened today. I usually take the time to make a good breakfast, whether we have eggs, pancakes, not, and we're, if we're having pancakes, it's those protein filled pancakes. I, I can't justify making pancakes and giving straight sugar to kids and, or even myself. And then wondering why we crave sugar all day long. It's all connected. So it's usually a pretty good breakfast at my table. We love omelets. They're quicker and they're easier. Breakfast burritos, you can prepare everything over the weekend, throw it all together and walk out the door, smoothies if they're needed. So breakfast this morning, I decided to not do that. And it's always a bad idea to do that. And I just, I haven't done it in a while. We've always had good breakfast for the last couple of weeks. 
Um, today, when I picked up the kids from the babysitter a couple hours ago, they had a rough day. My little girl did pretty good. She ate a good breakfast because she's one. And so I have to give her, you know, her squeezable. That's pretty healthy. And then she also had her formula, in which I'm struggling to get her off of it into something that I will want her to drink and that she will drink. So she did good. The four-year-old, however, had a squeezable and a little bit of apple. And it was a bad day for him. So the right breakfast sets your kids up for success. The wrong breakfast, not so much. In fact, carbs, when they're consumed with breakfast, promote serotonin. And serotonin tends to make you feel tired and drowsy. Not to mention the blood sugar crash you're going to experience shortly after consuming that carbohydrate-loaded breakfast. But skipping breakfast doesn't help either. Research has said that omitting breakfast interferes with cognition and learning. And this just doesn't happen with kids. This is with us adults too. If we skip breakfast, we're setting ourselves up for failure. And we can get onto the intermittent fasting world. I'm not a fan. Setting ourselves up for breakfast is a successful routine, especially when we tend to skip lunch as well and we don't eat till dinner. And then we wonder why we're so tired and want to eat the pantry all night long. That's number one. Breakfast is non-negotiable. Number two, level up their nutrition. Nutrition is a key player. We know this. This is why we listen to these things. And this is why we try to get our kids to eat healthy foods. And, and before we dive into specific nutrients and how they affect brain role, just remember, moms, that when we deprive our kids completely of something, that's like all they crave. Same thing with us. We deprive ourselves of sugar. We're going to crave sugar. It's natural. It's human tendency. So what my rule of thumb is, is to control what you can control inside the home. If you need to send them out with a lunch, send them out with a lunch. I pack my kids' lunch every day. Every time they go to the babysitter, I pack all their food. So by the time they hit kindergarten and, and first grade, I'll be, I'll be used to it. So if you need to pack their food, great. I've seen school lunches and I've seen school breakfasts. I wish I could say it's better than nothing, but I question that. So control what needs to be controlled at your home. And if they're getting eating healthy 80% of the time, great. Like I teach my little four-year-old, we eat a lot of healthy food and only a little bit of junky food. And even then he says, well, mom, I eat healthy food already. We got to eat more healthy food, bud. Dr. Edward F. Group, who is an MD, says, there is no question about the importance of adequate nutrition for mental health. Kids, adults, everybody. It's very simple. Your body needs nutrients in order to function properly. And the brain does require gas, so to speak, in order to run. It doesn't just happen. Evidence over the years through research has shown that nutrition and healthy eating are, quote, essential for adolescents to achieve their full academic potential, mental growth, and lifelong health and well-being. Specifically, let's dive into vitamins A, C, D, E, and all B vitamins because they play a huge role in brain function. So do minerals like magnesium, sodium, potassium, and calcium. Studies on vitamin and mineral supplementation 
quote, has the potential effect to improve brain function in healthy children. We're going to get into the foods and the supplements and what type of supplements should we be giving because we could be giving supplements for basically anything. You know, you know, I'm not a fan. Researchers discovering the importance of nutrition in brain development and healthy brain function, including the ability to perform on exams all across countries all over the world, show that the world is facing a rapid decline in the nutritional quality of their food. One study given by the U.S. Department of Agriculture said that the crop data shows a significant decline in protein, iron, calcium, magnesium, and vitamins B2, C, and E. A similar study done in the U.K. showed significant reductions in levels of calcium, magnesium, copper, and sodium in vegetables, magnesium, iron, copper, and potassium in fruits, and copper levels had dropped by more than 80% with calcium as well. Both copper and calcium are required for memory. One way to determine if your copper and zinc levels are equal is if you have white lines or ridges on your nails, that's a zinc deficiency and you're probably too high in copper. The copper IUD is a big culprit to zinc deficiencies. And zinc deficiencies can also lead to miscarriages, which we will get into one of the fertility episodes. Magnesium is essential for the growth and formation of new connections and networks within the brain. Yet, half of the people in industrialized nations are believed to be deficient. Low levels of magnesium have been related to and correlated with ADHD in kids. They did studies in rats with low magnesium versus magnesium supplementation, and they found that those rats who are getting magnesium supplements increase their learning ability and short-term and long-term memory. The final quote in that research says, our findings suggest that elevated brain magnesium content via increasing magnesium intake might be a useful new strategy to enhance cognitive abilities. And that was done at the Center for Learning and Memory of Singhu University in Beijing, China. So our nutrition is taking a toll with the soil. If you want to dive into that, Mark Hyman goes all into that, so much so that I can't tolerate it anymore and I've had to unfollow. The food is not the biggest culprit. It is not the only culprit in our world. In fact, if you haven't listened to Dr. Dennis's interview, he says we should stop focus on our food and start focusing on the air we breathe. I love it because so many people just say food, food, food. Food is just one piece of the puzzle. So with number two, when we talk about leveling up their nutrition, what about IQ? New evidence shows that children who eat a diet high in fruit and vegetables have higher IQs than those who more so eat a diet of processed and sugary foods. Data from a study with parents and children who this study particularly tracked down 14,000 children born in 1992. They did a five-year analysis between them and their eating habits and their IQ scores. Researchers assigned a point system for healthy eating. And for every point gained, the researchers saw a 1.2 point increase in IQ. Every point lost by eating processed foods 
resulted in a corresponding 1.67 fall in IQ brain power. For children, it's best to affect their brain in their preschool year, but it's never too late to turn a bad diet around. And remember, focus on what you have in the home. Let them live in the 80-20 rule. If you take it all away, they're going to probably rebel and want it all. That's my theory anyways. My process when my kids are eating, we eat a lot of healthy food and only a little bit of junky food. Number three, this one might catch a few people off guard, but I stand firm in it helping out our kids be more successful this school year. Number three, ditch all dental fluorides. Fluoride, according to research, is a neurotoxin. That neurotoxin accumulates in the brain tissue and affects brain development. Unfortunately, both us adults and our children are drowning in dental fluorides. On average, we ingest up to 1,000 times more fluoride than any other heavy metal through water, food, and dental products that have added fluoride. The latest evidence from Harvard confirms that high levels of fluoride in drinking water dramatically lower IQs in children. And they may even cause or exacerbate learning disabilities. The researchers analyzed 27 previously published articles. And within those 27 articles, they found a direct link between IQ scores and the levels of fluoride in public water supply. Children with low levels of fluoride inside their water had higher IQ scores. In fact, 0.45 points higher than children with those who were in high fluoride regions. Our fluoride, or our toothpaste that we use in my house is fluoride free. The toothpaste I recommend and I use off and on, same thing with the gut. I don't do the same probiotics all the time. I rotate them. I like to rotate my toothpaste. Revitin, R-E-V-I-T-I-N, is a toothpaste that has prebiotics in it. So it helps to replenish the natural flora you find inside your mouth. I like to incorporate that one into my toothpaste regimen. My four-year-old even likes it too, because it tastes like orange. Number four, make sure they get enough sleep. Sleep. It's 6.24 PM Mountain Standard Time as I'm recording this. My four-year-old had a rough day today, whether it was his poor breakfast because mom didn't take the time to make him a good breakfast like I usually do or a combination of breakfast and the lack of sleep. Last night, he had an awful night. He was up, not really like awake, but he was up crying and moaning off and on all night long, which which usually means, tells me that he has leg pains from growing. But today I went and picked him up. We got back about just over an hour ago He's falling asleep on the couch and where he still is right now. Sleep is important. It's important for us adults too. If you're having a hard time falling asleep, so if you go to bed and you lay down at night, your mind is going a million miles an hour, but your body is physically exhausted, your cortisol levels are too high and they've been too high for too long. Get some GA, take two, three, maybe even four of them at night, build your adrenal support back up so you can fall asleep. If you can't stay asleep, you're fighting some insomnia. You need three things, GA, Sinulin, and Calm. Those are three supplements. You can buy them all on the website. 
drkylieburton.com backslash store. GA will help lower the cortisol levels. Senulin balances out your blood sugar during the day. You have to treat them both at the same time for the best success. And last but not least, column has GABA in it. And column will help replenish your GABA stores. So when you do fall asleep, GABA takes over your brain and keeps it asleep, not cortisol. Cortisol and blood sugar will cause your brain to wake up. So treat all three at the same time, magically fixes insomnia 90% of the time. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Even for my little one, the four-year-old, we've been using the GA liquid and putting it on his lower back where his adrenals sit. Sleep is important. And if they're not getting enough sleep, they're going to struggle in school. And I'm reminded of the movie, it will come to me, reminded of the movie when, and it's one of those romance ones where they flash back in time. I can't think of it. When it comes to me, we'll we'll dive into that. Maybe, or you know what I'm talking about. They go back into time and the husband and the wife can't have kids because he got, that was a result of his World War II experience. And that's all the wife wanted was to have kids. So she becomes a school teacher. And meanwhile, he's an elderly person telling his story. And one of the little boys in her class just falls asleep in the middle of the day and comes to find out the home life is awful. And that's one of the things for me that I really struggled with this last year with COVID is when people, and I tried to stay out of fights with this on social media, when they're just ranting about how you should stay home for 14 days and this would have all been over. One, there's too many secret combinations going on. And two, I'm glad that your kids have a safe home. Because so many kids do not, whether it's lack of food in the fridge or lack of even caring about their success or not. It's just, it's sad. My mom works in the school system and she sees it all the time. So getting enough sleep, how does it affect your brain power specifically? What does the research say? Brain power relies on many factors, including physical activity, sleep, and food. Yes, we knew that. Sufficient sleep is so important that the American Academy of Pediatrics suggested schools for middle age and high schoolers should start at 8.30 or later in the morning. I don't know how that went over. It's probably different in all areas of the country. Research also is clear that adolescents who get enough sleep have a reduced risk of being overweight or suffering depression. They are less likely to be involved in automobile accidents and have better grades, higher test scores, and an overall better quality of life. Probably holds true for us adults as well. Number five, feed them the good fats. Fish oils can also protect the growing brains of your children from the worst effects of junk food. The University of Liverpool produced a research article that says supplements appear to protect the brain against inflammation triggered by a high-fat junky food diet and can help restore normal brain activity. A diet high in processed foods prevents the brain from generating new nerve cells by lowering the hormones that protect neurons and stimulate their growth, while also increasing the production of inflammatory molecules and triglyceride fats. But when omega-3s are consumed, they interfere with the triglyceride process and reestablish healthy nerve growth. Don't shy away from fish either. We tried feeding my 
four-year-old fish. He's pretty good about eating a variety of foods. And in fact, his some of his favorite foods is broccoli and cucumbers. A one-year-old, she eats about anything you put in her mouth, minus baby food and milk. So thankfully, I have kids who eat. I have nephews who don't, and it's a struggle. So the struggle is real. No, you're not alone. Just try to sneak foods in. I'm sure you're trying it and doing it. And when it comes to supplementation, you might need it. There are three kid supplements that I use on a regular basis with my four-year-old and have been since he was early on in life. I just started using them with my one-year-old. And I think that one of the reasons why his brain is so precise and his memory is so good is because I've fed it the right nutrients growing up. Brainy Play is a supplement that Systemic Formulas has. I have been using, like I said, for over three years now. Brainy Play, Fun Play, Tough Play, those are the three kids' supplements. Fun Play has is your multivitamin and mineral. Tough Play is the immune booster. And then, of course, I also do the liquid vitamin D. So you can also find those on the website at drkellyburton.com backslash store. And those are designed for kids. My four-year-old doesn't have a problem with any of the tastes. But yeah, there's your healthy fats and brainy play, your minerals and, and vitamins in fun play, and then your immune boosting support in tough play. And be sure they're getting their vitamin D, especially in the winter and spring months. And when they start going to school, I mean, they're sitting inside a classroom which we'll get to the correct environment here coming on down the road. But feed them the good fats. Number six, since we just mentioned vitamin D, let's talk about getting them outside. Chuck them outside. A National Health and Nutrition Examination survey showed that 58 million American children are sufficient or downright deficient of vitamin D. This can lead to high blood pressure, rickets, unhealthy bones, and as we know, so much more, including autoimmune diseases. Vitamin D is crucial for the health and development of the nervous system, including the brain. Britain has less sunshine than the U.S., and it's likely that the problem is every bit severe, like the research said, in Europe, Britain specifically as it is in America. Researchers also blame the sedentary lifestyle of watching TV, playing computer games, and ultimately just staying indoors, and the overuse of sunblock. Make sure children are out in the sunshine for at least 15 minutes to 20 minutes per day. Unless they burn easily, don't put sunscreen on them until they've been out in the sun for at least 10 minutes. My little one-year-old is exactly like me. Redhead, white, burns easy. Thankfully, the four-year-old is like his dad, and he tans. But I have had to use a lot more sunscreen with Hallie than I have with Easton. Um, just make sure they get outside and they're playing. Not only are they active, but they're getting that vitamin D. And if it's like the winter months and they're in school all day long, be sure to supplement with vitamin D. And don't just skimp out on the level of supplementation you give them. Number seven, water. Keep them hydrated. I've seen some research and I couldn't, or I didn't have time to pull it up before I was started recording this, but I've seen numbers as well as high, 80% of 
children under 14 years of old age are dehydrated. And I would even go to say 80% of teenagers and 80% of adults are dehydrated, which is why I did a podcast episode on signs of dehydration, including rheumatoid arthritis and GI complaints and chronic pain and, and allergic immune reactions to allergies in the spring season. So go check that out. Water is important. It is essential for improving academic performance. Most children tend to avoid plain water. They drink sport drinks, sodas, juices, flavored waters. Yet studies indicate that drinking plain water during school boosts attentiveness, critical thinking, and memory. Quote, even mild dehydration, a body water loss of 1% to 2%, can impair cognitive performance. So if we want our brains to think better, no matter what age you are, you should probably drink some more water. Number eight, create a learning environment. Create an environment conducive to learning. I want to talk of this and goes beyond the social interactions, all of the feeling safe mentally, emotionally, physically. What about the actual physical room? Color has been shown to boost mental attention and assist memorization. Studies confirm that information delivered in multicolored, multimedia presentations is remembered way better than using various shades of gray. In studies done by the University of British Columbia researchers in Vancouver, Canada, they found that in particular, red enhanced detail-oriented tasks, while blue encouraged creativity. What color is your child's bedroom painted? Warmer red tones stimulate attention. Blue inspires out-of-the-box thinking, possibly. This Research tested rooms that were painted light blue, yellow, yellow green, or orange versus just rooms that were white, brown, or black. And they determined that the colorful rooms had those students who were in, spent time in there had higher IQ test scores. Interesting. So next time you go to paint your child's room, think about how it's affecting their brain and their ability to be successful at school. How about those cubicles? Now, it was always interesting in in medical school, we took hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes and hordes of tests. There was always a test coming for something. In some classes, they were offering those separation things that they put on desks. Most of the time, there was enough room that we all could go every other desk anyways, or even farther apart. But when you feel like you are in a cubicle, how can you help yourself be more successful? Especially when we have these home environments now where we're creating office spaces or school spaces inside our own home. How do we separate home and school life and home and work life? There was this research that where they tested out oils essential oils and using aromatherapy to distinguish the time of work and the time of school versus the time of play in these cubicle-like areas. They revealed that breathing in the oil at higher concentrations was, quote, significantly related, end quote, to both speed and accuracy in test performances. So maybe 
experiment with some aromatherapies. It doesn't even go into what type of oils they were using or what or what blends. Um, just kidding. Here's another one. It says peppermint essential oil was used to enhance memory and increase alertness during a study of 144 volunteers. Um, so peppermint essential oil, and I'm sure there are more, more oils out there. I'm just not familiar with essential oils. Number nine, supplement as needed. And like I said, we have discussed those few supplements that I use with my kids, the brainy play, fun play, tough play. Supplementation may be needed. So use your judgment. And of course, just know you can only control what you can control. And let your kids be successful and let them live life. That's important too. So many times we get so focused on health and that it prevents us to actually from actually enjoying our food, from enjoying our social experiences, and from enjoying life in general. And last but not least, here are some superfoods that you can sneak into your child's routine that will help boost their brain function. Superfoods to boost children's brain power include avocados, blueberries, dark chocolate, eggs, fatty fish, nuts, olives, almond and peanut butters, asparagus, broccoli, coconut oil, flax seeds, kale, pumpkin seeds, spinach. Those are brain-boosting foods that you can sneak into their diet to help them be more successful this school year. So there you have it. 10 ways to boost your child's success this school year. One, breakfast is non-negotiable. Two, level up their nutrition. Three, ditch all dental fluorides. Four, make sure they get enough sleep. Five, feed them the good fats. Six, get outside. Seven, stay hydrated. Eight, create a learning environment. Nine, supplement as needed. And 10, sneak those brain-boosting foods into their diet and their regimen. And mamas, I'm rooting for you. Your purpose is just like mine. It's big and it's important. And there's no one else anywhere on the planet who can fulfill it. So quit messing around and go get them. Chip Gains. Take massive leaps towards your purpose and come join the 21-day Permission to Heal Boot Camp that's right for you. We begin September 6th. Say yes to yourself and let's celebrate your success next. Pick the boot camp that's right for you here. DrKylieBurton.com Practitioners, we are needed. Let's form an army and step into our purpose all while leveling up together. Come join me in the Beyond the Diagnosis Mastermind. Doors close September 6th and the opportunity won't be around again for six months. I'll see you on the inside. BTDmastermind.com